Duckstack 29, it looks like. Lead weight space case. The conservative lead weight space case for dropping anvils on your enemies from space. Today's art was by Patrick Arasmith. Duckstack or die. You're probably wondering how I manage to keep writing these. Sometimes I do too. After all, there's only so much content in the world to go around. However, the thing, the factor, the variable, the trifle, which your calculations are missing, is that when content is consumed, some people are messy eaters, and scraps fall to the floor, to be devoured by dogs. Well, the duck stack employs millennial numbers of mice as duckmen to collect those mere scraps, to meticulously piece them together to form and provide a newsletter for you every week. They're funded by advertisements. Welcome to the duck stack. Section History. History's been putting on some weight lately. I'm not a plumber, but I don't understand why I can't just caulk everything I don't like. The little one, hefting a sledgehammer a whole half inch off the ground with all of his might, joyfully commented, I'm a heavy boy. I took the toilet out for a walk and left it out overnight, and I think the seal froze and cracked and broke, and now when you flush it, waterfalls go down on the outside of the toilet instead of on the inside. Life hacks. He, the little one, has a few water guns for some reason. We haven't ever filled them, but he still knows what they do, because when he pretends to shoot people, he says, Water, 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 water. Earlier, he brought the gun to Mama's mouth, very intimidating, and lisped, Are you thirsty? I've observed that the little one hates scary shows, but loves Halloween. I don't think he's made the connection yet. I can't eat it with my fingers is how the little one asked for a spoon for his cereal this week. I saw a sight this week, which was a deer wearing a cone of shame while being chased by a dog. It elegantly, in fear, loped down the street, a big golden retriever nipping at its boots. Nature is beautiful. The little one told us yesterday, I have a good idea. Let's go to Home Depot and buy a robot. I think this whole time he's been attending a way cooler Home Depot than we have. This week, I'm told, was the Super Bowl, which is when a majority of American society realizes that we don't watch enough commercials as a society. So we all get together for a commercial-watching holiday and throw parties and make it a grand event and stuff. The commercials won, by the way. Section. Democracy, except with a survival instinct. Hidden amendment, the government must preserve itself. I saw a bit of voting propaganda on the kids' television station about how cool and fair voting is, and I remembered when I was a kid, and we'd take a vote in class, and everyone would vote for the dumb thing, every time. So I think it's fundamentally impossible for a minority to believe in democracy. In the Book of Mormon, they have a democratic society, but the scripture warns that the goodness of democracy is conditioned upon the morality of the people. The point of popular vote is to avoid tyranny, but what happens when mass hubs everyone relies on for basic entertainment can spill over power and influence into mass propaganda? This is a different situation. People aren't making decisions by word of mouth and experience anymore like they did in non-technologically advanced societies. In an age characterized primarily by propaganda and advertisements, it is far more common for the majority of the people to desire that which is not right. One must consider then whether democracy is even good anymore. Assuming you or I had total control to reinvent our political system, we'd have a lot of options. Fascism, monarchy, Roman patronage, Book of Mormon judge hierarchy, theocracy. We don't, of course, have control to do this because democracy happens to be an egregore, meaning it is a sentient eldritch fey spirit, meaning it doesn't want to die. 
even if the majority of the people voted for it to go away. And then I've got a tweet from Sherman McCoy, where Canada has gained 3,000 democracy points for declaring martial law. If you haven't been paying attention, a bunch of truckers, meaning roughly, I don't know, 100,000 dudes or so, drove into Ottawa, Canada to demand that the Canadian emperor please stop injecting them with maple syrup, meaning vaccines. They have been, by the reports I've been receiving, eating hot chocolate, yelling at journalists, and hawking their horns, which has been really inconvenient for people who do not want to eat hot chocolate, people who are journalists, and people who do not like protests. Naturally, this includes high government bureaucrats. Canada is not known for its warlike nature, but Justin Trudeau has made an exception and declared war on his own citizens. They've invoked every Orwellian coercion device they could think of, deleting the trunkers' money, deleting the truckers' insurance, threatening to arrest tow truck drivers who won't steal truckers' trucks, threatening the truckers' children, freezing the bank accounts of anyone who even employs any of the truckers, and stealing the money anyone sends to the truckers and rerouting it to, I assume, Canada's current national pastime. Uh, and then another tweet, some guy named Walter Kern. If they can simply turn off the money like this, it's real. It's not really money anymore. It's gold foil stars from the teacher. It's chocolate kisses. Where uh, it's, he's commenting on Canada uh, taking control of different can uh, crowdfunding platforms and just like re rerouting the, the savings that they raised. So anyway, this will be really interesting, and it's probably Trump's fault, because nobody could ever possibly be mad at the government legitimately. Personally, I hope the syrup people win, and I hope the commercial people lose, but this is a tense time, because if the commercial people win, then it sets a lot of precedents which will carry a lot more weight than mere Supreme Court rulings. Hopefully we'll be able to reach a resolution that benefits people rather than hurts them. Heroscopes. Hisoscopes would be just too sexist. Hercules, you are very strong. You should do at least three push-ups, or you could lose all your strength. Odysseus, you are adventurous. The ladies love you, but you don't love them, mostly. You should go on a journey of self-discovery, and you should go on more dates. Achilles, you have at least one foot. You're good at sports and slaughtering your enemies, but I would encourage you to be a man of peace and pursue sports, which requires footwear, rather than war, which is done barefoot, apparently. Perseus, you have thick skin. Sticks and stoning can't even reach your bones. Take risks. Admire yourself in the mirror. Beware of shadow people from the mirror dimension. Despite appearances, love is not in the air. Don't be an Odysseus. Thor, you are drunk. Beware of jobs in construction, as your hammer was not made for roofing and carpentry. That would be a little overkill. Superman, you are imaginary. Not real. Superman's a fake zodiac sign. Sorry, you don't get a horoscope. Try existing next time, loser. Bronze Age pervert, you are very bronze. You should also do at least three push-ups. But don't worry, you aren't in danger of losing all your strength, no. The reason you should do so many push-ups is that if you don't, if the Earth was a pump for a giant balloon, the balloon wouldn't get inflated, which would make kids whose birthdays are this week sad. Section. Eskimos. Are they real? Like the furry ice people that live in igloos and eat only blubber and stuff. Are they real? No. Section. Bonus. Short story. Cockroach Cinderella. 
Despite how gross they are, the larger cockroach, such as wood cockroaches, do not actually infest homes, nor really damage anything, and honestly, they don't even really like being in your home. They're more like beetles that wander in or something. It is strictly the smaller cockroach, which thrives in dirt and grime and is almost impossible to get rid of. Don't shoot the messenger. Once upon a time, there was a handsome prince who really wanted to find the one. He threw a ball where he courted the girls, and one girl really caught his eye because of her piercing insight and her strange poise. But it turned out this girl was actually a giant cockroach. Her wings folded down to form her petticoat, and her chitin carved into a right smart suit. Her antennae braided her hair with an almost tiara affair, and the prince was downright charmed. But when he sought her out for after the dance, to speak to her and to draw her personality, she spied him first and right quick scuttled down a vent and escaped, because she was shy. Only one of her misshapen shoes was left behind, letting the prince know it wasn't just a dream and that she existed, and that she was a cockroach, but... He had somewhat suspected, because beautiful as she was, she wasn't that convincing. Well, the prince decided with some regret that he had no idea how to make a relationship with a cockroach work and gave up on the whole thing. Later, the king's guard brought exterminators, and the prince told them off, saving his hypothetical girlfriend from death gas just in the nick of time. But they never really got together after that, because she was still shy, and didn't even get over it enough to thank him, so he never really knew if he had saved her anyway. And they went on to live incredibly average lives. The end. The end of the duck stack. Thanks for listening.